Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for being part of our program today, both myself and my co-host here. We're both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant. Essentially, we are practicing advisors. That's what we do during the week, and we broadcast on the weekends being your financial advisors on the air or the podcast or wherever you want to listen to us, whatever the, yeah. So we talk about all kinds of financial matters and take calls and questions that you guys bring to us. And um, if you would like to join, if you've got a question about something in your financial life that you're wondering, "Hmm, can this be improved upon? Do I got the right strategy going here? Whether it has to do with your 401k, do you have the right allocations? Do you have enough money saved for retirement? Do you have the right kind of insurances in place? This person's trying to sell you this certain product. Does it make sense for you? Like, should I pay off my mortgage? Does that should make I take, sense? Should I buy it in the rental? Should I sell a rental? Why is it every time I go to the bank and I have money, money in my account, they ask me to go talk to the financial advisor sitting in the corner who Presents me with a big old investment annuity of some sort. Why is that? If you have those questions, give us a call. Yes, and the contact number is 833-99-WORTH. 833-99-WORTH. Numerically, it's 833-999-6784. And Pat, before we continue on and go to the calls, you, you talk about why is it when you go to the bank, my mother... <clears throat> okay. She's 82, still quite with it and all that. Actually, her and her, my stepfather, they live on 80 acres, and they work nonstop on the, For I guess that's why they're still moving fine. But she says to me, oh, yeah, the bank, the my my banker, I guess she likes Okay, banker. banker. I think <laughs> she likes going in. I don't know why she goes into the bank. It's not 1970 <laughs> anymore. <laughs> she did work in a bank, though, in 1970, so okay. maybe it's a little nostalgia. Uh, Crocker Bank, I think. Anyway. She so there's some guy that I guess is friendly. Maybe she just goes in because she's bored and enjoys talking to the young man. But she she said, "Oh, they told me that if when if my account hits above a certain amount, it, it's going to complete completely different. I'm gonna they're going to use a complete different system uh, for managing my managing the money there." And I said, "In a bank?" <laughs> I said, "What <laughs> different system?" Yeah. So I got I got to keep it below. I won't mention the name. The num- I got to keep it below a certain level. Is that right? <laughs> oh, did you just, did you just like mom? Did you have to? Well, I did say don't do anything ever yeah. at the bank. Which, yeah. Because she knows better than to do any financial things without talking to them. So that was code word for them internally prepping Who them knows? for. They don't manage the money. And a bank account is a bank. It's completely account. different. Well, it's it's completely, different. completely different. Anyway. Uh,. By the way, if you've got money in a, you know, if you've listened to us for any length of time, we, um, what, a year ago, year and a half ago, people would call in, I've got this liquid cash, what do I do with it? And I would, we would say buy, you know, bank CDs. Oh, okay. Don't do that anymore. Buy treasuries. Treasuries are higher yielding right now. Much higher yielding right now. Much, 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 much higher yielding. Yeah, the two year, uh, even two, five, two year was a couple. Yeah, the one year is at one, six, one. So, look, look, so. It's still terrible. There's still negative yields. When you look at the inflation right now, it's I a negative. I understand, but Scott, they're not. If you're lucky, you can get a half a percent out of a online bank CD for twelve and you're only months. Gonna only keep money there if it's short term money. Only short term money. Only short term. So I just, m- I just wanted. I have some short term money, and the reason I, I took it when my CDs matured. Sometimes I buy bonds. Sometimes I buy CDs. It's just it's short term money, but um, I. CDs matured that I'd bought a year ago and I bought treasuries with them. So due to the fact that this is a financial show and we give you advice, that advice can change based on market conditions. <laughs> of course it can. <laughs> and in fact, it should. I was having a discussion with somebody um, the last few days. We're just trying to talk about philosophy. There was a, a gentleman who was getting near retirement age, going to retire in a couple of years. 100% of his portfolio was in stocks. Dangerous. I said, yeah, the challenge is 
that's for the long term, I'm highly confident you'll do well. The short period of time, it's anyone's guess. I said, for me, I'd like to see having three to five years of money of your retirement income not tied to stocks. Otherwise, you're going to be forced to sell when things are down. Yeah, unless you've got so much money that the dividend yield yeah, on the S&P 500 yeah. gives you enough to live uh, on. If you can live on 1% of your portfolio, <laughs> then you could be 100% stock. You don't have to sell. And he said, well, yeah, but where do I invest these dollars? And I said, well, you he said, how would it, so how would it be, should be invested for the next five years? I said, I have no idea if the four to five years. I said, I have no idea how it should be for the next four to five years. I know what it would be like today. We have a certain strategy for allocating portions of our dollars that aren't tied to the stock market, more secure dollars for protecting our principal, for getting the highest amount of return. But I said, that can change to your point, could be completely different a year from now than what it is today. So think about it this way, right? Maybe so, not completely different. So, similar structure. So he's a couple years away from retirement. One of the ways he could actually do it is he could just keep his portfolio exactly the same. And all new deposits go into a cash account in order to provide that. Yeah, but it wouldn't be enough money for his retirement. The other way you could look at it is if you need five, six years of money in fixed income and you're taking a 4% distribution... And you say, okay, it's going to be 23%, 24% in bond, and the rest is in stock. And you, live and you're going to get drain there. that down. Yeah, and over time, you make sure that you replenish the bond portion of That's the portfolio. Right. Anyway. We understand how it works. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's go to the calls. But I think what the important thing is that people are structured. Like, the last thing you want to do is... You've got your retirement date set two years from now. You've got a date that you're going to be building this, uh, this second home six months from now or whatever it is. You, you don't want to get to the point where you're about to embark upon accomplishing your goal and finding the value of, of your account that you're going to use down. What's the point? Yeah. To squeeze out in a couple more percent with the risk of delaying your retirement or foregoing the second home yeah. might want to forego the second home anyway they're terrible investments but <laughs> they are Eight three three ninety nine worth <laughs> is the number to be part of all worth money matters uh we're starting off here with mark mark you're with all worth money matters hi scott and pat uh thanks for taking my call today i'm a long time listener i'm i'm sure i got you 20 plus years oh good under Appreciate my belt that. with you guys in fact <laughs> uh you took a call from me 10 years ago, I, I worked for the state about uh, buying airtime and uh, God, that I a pulled the deal. trigger on that. Didn't, isn't that uh, right before it closed? Uh, right did, before it closed. Did we tell you we thought it ago. would close? Uh, it was already closing. It was, oh, it was going to be closing, and I had called right before oh, uh, my window was, was going to close. I was having I dinner with up. some colleagues a few nights ago. And some really kind of obnoxious person came up and just started talking to me and started telling me she was a retiree from the state of California and how great her pension is and why she doesn't need people like me because she was asking what I do because um, uh, and I said, well, what are you funny? What are you hanging out? Where do you hang out that this? Happened? It was very odd. It was the most one of the most strangest experience I've ever had. Actually, <laughs> three people just kind of camped at our table. They just came over and anyway. But I said, well, how about the airtime? I said, I we advised thousands of people years ago to purchase additional airtime, which was probably one of the best investments people have made. And for the rest of the listeners who are outside of the state of California, California gave an opportunity for their state employees to buy, pretend like they work an additional five years of pension and just to buy it, to put the money into it. And at the time it was guaranteed like a minimum, minimum like 8% return plus a cost of living adjustment. It was a, it was a no brainer. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. but um, thank you for taking that advice. What can we do for you today, Mark? You and feel free to call in every 10 years. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, so where I'm at now is, so this leads into what you guys were talking about just moments ago. I refinanced my house uh, about a year ago in April, and foolish or not, I did take out some money. I took out about a hundred grand, 80, 100 grand or so, just to use some round numbers, with the intent of possibly buying a rental property, either in California or possibly out of state. Um, with the craziness of the market, and it's just so frothy with, you know, cap rates are extremely low on any kind of investment. I've just been sitting on the cash 
for the last year. And of course, inflation's eating that up. It's it's in a money market account making next to nothing. And I'm trying to figure out what I should do with those dollars. Can, let, let me ask you a few questions. Uh, your age? I am 44. And I'm married. Wife, same wife, same age. Uh, the kicker on us is we have five children, 17 to eight years old. Awesome. Um, and Lots of competing interests in our household. <laughs> oh, yes, there yeah. is. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah. What do you have, and how many years service do you have with the state? So I have 15 years of service. I bought, now I only, the one thing I didn't take on your recommendation, I bought four years instead of five. Okay. I used I used a 401k from a prior employer to buy it and, and didn't want to come out. And does your wife work outside so, the home? She only recently has started working outside the home more. Uh, she's a teacher. Um, she's had her foot in the door with PERS, or I'm sorry, with STIRS, about four years or so. Okay. Um, but she's just started going back now that my youngest is uh, in school. And she's yep. working about half time. And value of the home. So she doesn't have a lot of uh, doesn't have a lot of uh, years of service, but she will in the, in the future. So value of the home. So value of the home is about eight hundred fifty. And what do you owe with, on it? With the cash out refinance, we only owe four fifty. And what's the interest rate? Two point eight seven five. And how much money do you have in the bank right now? Uh, right now, one hundred twenty. <laughs> Got 120 it. in cash. And what do you have in your retirement plans? 401ks, 457, IRAs, Roth, those sort of things. All of those combined, 150. 150,000. Most of, and that's, uh, well, I should, uh, 115 is in a Roth, in Roth IRAs for my wife and I. Uh-huh. Wow. And 40,000 is in my 401k, and that's taxable. So five kids. Um, yep. College staring us in the face. Yeah, you know, there. look, you'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, but the question is, here, here's what I would recommend doing with this hundred grand. No, like, but, but but Scott, my point is, you'll be fine. They can go to community college and then they go to state school and they can get jobs and work and uh, you know the idea of paying for every penny of your kid's education. You know, yeah, it, it, it's not really it's it's a non-starter for us. We have a few dollars saved, and okay. we'll, you know, no one starves in America, and if they're smart, they'll get educated. Right. Well, I mean, I, I I must say that I had there was no there was no options for me to go go away to some <laughs> school, right? There was, I mean, financially, it was, there was it was just what it was. What so it? I I worked my way through school, and frankly, figuring out how to. Juggle all that might have been just as much as education as they've learned. Yeah. I did something very similar. I started dating really rich girls in high school. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, <laughs> well, here's what uh, here's one thing I would look into. I mean, if you're my younger brother, I'd say, why don't you just take the hundred grand and put it back against the mortgage? Um, if they will re-amortize the mortgage. So some mortgages will allow right. you to make a lump sum payment on it. And then say, okay, I've got 29 years left. Considering I just paid down 25% of the principal, can you now calculate my, what my new payments are going to be? And so that would say that would. Um... Right. I'm not sure if that's an option. Um, one thing I was thinking on that is, I, you know, I have such a large pension coming, right? At, at age 60, I'll be 35 years worth of service. So, I'm, I mean, I just feel like I'm so. You know, I, I look at that as the bond portion of my portfolio. So, yep. I, I'm willing to be a little bit more risky than the, you know, two eight seven five percent. Well, do you have on, um, on my mortgage? Do you have um, for the whole concept of borrowing money to invest? Is I, I know I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, do you, but yeah. you're 44. Uh, do you have uh, both the 401k and a 457 available to you? Yes. Yeah. And how much you contribute so on an annual basis now? So right now we're fully funding our Roths for twelve thousand a year. That's for my wife and I. And I just recently started doing a thousand dollars a month into the. I Roth mean, one thing you could—just I'm just throwing it out here. One thing you could do is you can maximize over the next couple of years your contributions to a Roth 401k and 457 for the tune of fifty right. some grand a year, and it's going to take forty one thousand. Okay. Yeah. Twenty-five. You're under 20, fifty. Yeah, you're under fifty. Yeah, you're I'm under a, fifty. I'm not fifty. <laughs> uh, and and 
I mean, you, you could essentially take that hundred grand and within a couple of years have it all inside of a Roth retirement plan right. through your employer. And I've, and I've thought hard about that. Um, I mean, I actually have notes on that because that's one of my ideas was because, you know, right now we're in a fairly low tax bracket, my wife and I. Um, you know, I, one thing I didn't, you guys didn't ask about is what our income is now, which is about 130. But for the last 15 years, it's been about 80 because my wife hadn't been working. Mm. So, um, well, you know, we're used to living on a little bit less. And, um, you know, so we also have more income now than we. So I would, I, I you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go, I, I probably wouldn't have recommended that when you did it, but I'm okay with it now because you're at 2.85. You could go out and buy one year treasuries at two and a quarter. You didn't hurt yourself. You, you obviously have an understanding of the, the risk in the marketplace and over long term. Um, so if they won't, you maximize. Take, I don't do, think they'll. I don't think they'll reamortize. Thank you. Well. You knew yeah. exactly where I was going to go with that. <laughs> then maximize. I'm. I'm going to go with Scott on this. Maximize your retirement plan, both you guys, and whatever that hit you take on your your monthly pay, just slowly start draining yeah. down that that hundred right. grand, and yeah, essentially you're going to take. It enables you to take that hundred thousand and put it all into Roth. Yeah, and then make sure right. that you're. You, you, I assume that you have your. You're planning on paying your home mortgage off in the next fifteen years. Or twenty. Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully. I okay. mean, it's a. It was a new thirty-year loan. Very, so reality, we would like to pay it said, off. You're, you're five kids. The oldest yeah. is seven. It's an expensive. It <laughs> I mean, the next decade's yeah. pretty expensive, right? Cars yeah. and crashes. Cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got a. I just got a car insurance bill with a with a new uh, point against the record from a teenager. Oh uh, no, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> was, and my favorite for six months. You know, it's funny. Uh, so I I raised four kids, and they all drove the same beat up SUV for the first two years. They uh, they drove the car, and they did. How many of them crashed into something? The first? Oh, every one of them. <laughs> but by the time I returned, that I went to sell it, I brought it over to CarMax. Um, my wife was driving it over there, and the brakes went out. Um, so she pulled over the side of the road. She goes, we need to get it to CarMax. I go, I'll, I'll, I'll just use the safety brake when I get it in there. So I drive into the CarMax, and I'm like, hey, can we sell this car? And they're like, yeah. It's can a we? cream puff. It's perfect. And they go, can we? We need to take it for a test drive. I go, ah, I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> Don't take it. There's they, no brakes. And they said, well, you're going to get more money if we could test drive yes. it. And I said, nah, you're not <laughs> test driving. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the call, Mark. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thank wish you, you well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Eight, I had a friend, eight of, to 17. A friend of mine's uh, kid. Well, which kid friend was Just Two days ago, was telling me the story. Their kid crashed into something. They're fine. They, it was an old car that they totaled out. And I said, aren't you kind of glad they got it over? I mean, they all bump into something. So when they bump into something, no one gets hurt. No property damage to anybody else. Like. It's probably a good way to go. Anyway, let's uh, continue on with. We don't have to be talking about this. We're mm -hmm. in Ohio and talking with Jeff. Jeff, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Fantastic. So, uh, reason why I'm calling today is I have a question. So, I'm an only child in my family, and eventually, I'm going to inherit my mother's estate. Okay. Total, as far as she's got a 401k, she hasn't had to do the. Um, uh, that withdrawal. Yeah, required minimum distribution. Yeah, she hasn't had to do it? No, not yet. How old um, is she? Like 71. Okay. It's 72 when you have to do that, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, so I think, yeah, she's close to that. So I think she has to do it sometime this year. <clears throat> so she hasn't done that yet. So I think there's probably like a little more than half a million in that and a home that's valued roughly about 200000 is what I stand to inherit, you know, at some point in my life. Okay. So when that happens, what do I do? With does your mother, that? does your mother have <laughs> cancer or something? Terminal cancer? No, no, no. She's totally fine. The, the thing is, is I'm trying to look ahead. Got it. For me, of like, I potentially see this huge windfall coming my way at some point in my life. Nope. And I don't know how to prepare for it. Well, you don't, look, look, don't. The best way to prepare for it is to pretend it's not going to happen. That is absolutely the best way to prepare for it. And let I'll share with you. I I, I could Scott and I've been doing this for over thirty years. 
the, we've seen everything. We have firm that has thousands and thousands of clients. We have seen every time I think I've seen everything, I get to see something new, but we have lots of exposure through our advisors to situations. People that prepare their retirement based on an inheritance are oftentimes either misguided and or wrong. To the point, I saw a situation where this young lady's father was a high-powered Southern California attorney, an icon of the industry that lived in a big house and supported large charitable causes. When he died, he was broke. He gave it all away. And what he didn't give away, he made himself look like he was rich. The reality is your mother's money, there's not a, did she receive a monthly pension in addition to the money in the, in the 401k? Uh, I believe social security and I believe there's, uh, yeah, some sort of like pension from uh, her employer. Okay. There's probably not a lot there. This amount in this account could be reduced by half by the time she, she passes away. If not more. So the best. Maybe not. Maybe she'll live completely healthy and be active and then suddenly drop dead one day without any. But a typical trajectory is not quite that. And if she's unfortunate enough to have, say, dementia or Alzheimer's, that is a prolonged case, uh, it could have a devastating impact on the finance. So the best thing for you to do is just pretend it's not there. Um, And if it happens and when it happens, then you would seek, you know, financial advice. Now, if you called me and said, she already shared with me, it's $22 million and she's not going to spend it in her lifetime, then we could talk about some estate planning techniques in order to to lower the tax liability her estate would actually have to pay. You're not having to worry about any estate tax liabilities. She doesn't take any money from the 401k now. She's going to take RMDs. The only thing you want to make sure is that you are the beneficiary on all her accounts if she wants you to be. Yes, I am. If she wants you to be. Yeah, her and I have discussed it a little bit, Uh, so we know a little bit about that stuff. But, you know, with me, you know, I had to reset my 401k. um, What is it? What do you mean? Probably six or seven years ago. I had to cash it out and start over. So, you know, I'm kind of back to square one. You know, I've got, you know probably 25,000 <laughs> saved yeah, up, yeah. you know, and I'm going to keep contributing. I've maxed out, you know, my employer. My only advice would be those tax dollars. I mean, sorry, those 401k dollars, money you got saved in 401k. You need to pretend like Jeff does not own those because those dollars are for when Jeff is old and needs the money. And I mean, there's a high percentage of people take cash outs from their 401ks each year, which I think is it's 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 so detrimental. And if you look at what it actually costs long term, you take out 20 grand today. What's that actually mean? If you what it would compound it over the next 20 years, it's um, it can be massive. So treat those dollars as sacred dollars. Those dollars are for your retirement. But appreciate the call, Jeff. You know, it was just we were having this conversation. I don't know why this. I got this flashback. One of the fun things about doing this for so long is you see lots of different situations. And then I think just kind of like expecting something that might, doesn't always happen. I had this client. Um, he comes con- contacts me and he says, Scott, I'm dying. Oh, I remember this story. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's humorous and, I said, and awful all at the same time. I said, what do you mean you're dying? And he says, yeah, I've got this diagnosis. I forget what it was. Um, I said, well, what's this mean? He says, I, I, maybe four months, maybe six months, maybe a tad longer, but that's probably about that's probably about all the time I've got. He says, yeah, my doctor told me to quit quit drinking. He says, screw that, man. I'm going out with a bang. So <laughs> is that right? that's what he says to me. I'm like, oh, I'm not one to do Like, I'm a financial advisor. You tell me what you're trying to accomplish. And I'm, I'm not passing judgment <laughs> here. No, whatever. Like, uh, so... He proceeds to spend, he had about half a million bucks in his uh, savings, in his account. He proceeds to spend down to $100,000 in about five months, traveling all over the world. Good times. Yeah. Till I get a call from him, and he says, Scott, do you, uh, do you, do you know any good attorneys? And I said, what, 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 what's going on? He says, well, it turns out somehow our fi- my file got mixed with someone else's file. My 
the hospital or the doctor's office. Oh? He says, yeah. I'm not dying. <laughs> Someone else is dying. I'm not dying. By this point, he had almost spent his entire savings. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that story. But it's kind of like, you never know. I mean, you've got to plan. Well, I kind of go with him. I would have actually asked for a second opinion before I blew my retirement <laughs> plan, though. I'm just funny like that. You might have asked for a second or third or fourth opinion to see if there's any way you can survive on this diagnosis from the first doctor. Uh, understand. <laughs> then, then, I'd, then I'd try to blow through the money. Blow, blow it off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess there's that whole thing as a lot of people want their last check to bounce, but um, yeah, most of us don't know when that's going to be. We, we, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take some more calls. Again, if you if you got a question for us regarding your finances, we'd love to take your call. 833-99-WORTH is the number. This is All Worth Money Matters. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McClain. I saw it. We're going to go back to calls here in just a second. But last year, get this. Last year, according to Zillow, this is an article I found in the Wall Street Journal, Zillow's Home Value Index which estimates the value of the typical home in the United States, in 2021 rose 19.6%. The median price home in the United States at the end of 2021 was $321,000. It was an increase of $52,600 from the previous year, which what's interesting about that's slightly higher than the median U.S. full-time worker wages for the year because it's about 50,000. I think that comparison is terrible. Okay, next topic. <laughs> no, no, no. What do you mean? Well, they said that the, the homes earn more for the owners than their uh, jobs did last year. On average, maybe. But not one person lives in a home. Multiple people live in a home. And not all homes are actually owned by individuals. Some are owned by corporations. Yeah. And some of them that are owned by individuals are a bunch of crap. You're <laughs> right. But the point being is there is absolutely, if you don't think we have a housing crisis in the United States, it's, the problem is, is there's probably enough houses in the U.S. They're not in the places where people have relocated right. to in the next eight, there's last 18 months. There's plenty in Detroit. Tons in the Midwest. Free houses. But There's lots you, of places you get If you go house. down into the the Sunbelt states, you go to Arizona, Florida, even smaller states, uh, New Mexico, what we're seeing there is, is an absolute lack of housing. But here's what I think we all need to be careful of, whether it is our home that's gone up in value or our 401k or our brokerage account. Don't spend it. Think, that's exactly <laughs> right. Things go through cycles, market cycles. And particularly, let's say you're retired. You've got a million bucks in your retirement account that you're drawing upon. And you have a year, a great year, where the million dollars makes 150000 200000 And you're like, man, this is great. I was only pulling 40000 a year out, but I just made... I made so much money, I just made $150,000 on my, like, in my portfolio. Why don't I take a little extra money out? Yes. The problem with that is you're going to have years when you don't make, you don't even make the money you're taking out. You're going to have some down years. That's how the markets work. Historically, by the way, the, historically, the stock market has averaged roughly six percentage points above that of the rate of inflation. You go back to about the last 10 what years. Is, and what has housing done over the rate of inflation? A couple uh, percent? I, yeah, it's a couple percent. Yeah. Remember, some markets are different. If you got a... Uh, San Francisco. I saw Betty White's house listed in the Carmel for $8 million. So I guess there's some outliers. But, but, but she, she had a lot of money when she bought that. That was a rich person's house of when course. she bought it. I know. So now I it's a rich. Those. Boy, if I would have had, I bought that. Uh, uh, my mom and dad would say, my mom would say, you know, we should have bought property back there. I'm like, we 
can you barely make the mortgage payment we're living in. What you're talking about. We didn't go out to dinner. We were drinking powdered milk. I don't think we were. My mom would slip it in the regular milk carton and then lie to us. Like, mom, we're not that stupid. It tastes like chalk. We'd mix it half and half. Um, But we're hitters that way. No, but the point being is, Carmel were rich people. That's how you knew you were rich. (laughs) Yeah, we drink. It wasn't pure powdered milk. It was half and half. Only the poor people would drink pure powdered milk. The... um, but those were rich people homes to begin with. So they were like, oh, it went from a million to eight million. But the point being back to the housing, um, every, in all asset class, every asset class has a tendency to revert back to its mean or the average. The average returns. And by the over way. Over a long period of over time. Over a long period of time. But by the way, if you, you know, that mean can change, but things don't grow forever and ever and ever. They just don't. Doesn't in any asset class. Yeah, regression to the mean. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the calls here. But Carmel is nice. <laughs> did you see that? Did I mention Carmel? You just knew that's where the. No, no you said Betty oh, yeah. White, her house in yeah, Carmel. I saw it in My wife and I went there for our anniversary. Ah! I spent a day and a half there. That's about as much as That's I can spend. That's about as much time as I can spend. I, I, Carmel. I have a friend, they built a phenomenal, they're not close friends, but um, it's an unbelievable house down there. And uh, they gave me a little tour. My wife were down. We were down there last Labor Day or something. And um, I thought they rented out for like a week. And I think my wife said, "Wouldn't it be nice to rent this for a week?" And I thought I'd last about two days. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> There's nothing to do right there. Yeah, <laughs> two days. Like, how many art galleries can I go into? <laughs> Fancy restaurants. I mean, what? Again, yeah. Anyway, we we go. All right. That's <laughs> our plight. <laughs> We hate hanging out at rich people places. My, yeah. That's the things I have to juggle with. How many nights do you want to spend in Carmel? <laughs> I will not do this. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's uh, let's talk with Junior. Junior, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Yeah, hi. Hi, hi Junior. Junior. What can we do for you? Yeah, so um, I'm calling on behalf of my mom. So uh, this is a situation she's in, and I don't, I don't want to steer her the wrong way. So I thought you Good. guys being the expert would help us. Love to have us the right way. Anyway, so she um, is currently sitting at about fifty uh, k in savings, and she's trying, she's going to be getting um, some um, money from property that she sold in Mexico. So that's going to be about eighty. Uh, total eighty to a hundred total. Is that after taxes? Uh, yeah, month. Is it is it eighty um, to a hundred after she pays taxes on any of the gains? Well, uh, that that's going to be her before taxes. I'm not sure what she'll end up paying in taxes, bringing the money into the U.S. from a Mexican sale. Okay. All right. So not not sure how much we're paying taxes there, but. Um, and then her, her month, monthly expenditures are about 1500 She's retired. She owns her own home. Is it paid for? And what she's getting. Uh, yes, fully paid for. Okay. Um, so she has really low expenditures. And then her uh, income from retirement and pension is about 2000 And So this... the question is how. Yeah, go ahead. How old is she? She is 64. And does she have any money saved in it? Excuse me, in an IRA, 401k, 457, anything like that? Nothing like that. My father left her with basically just cash and regular savings. Okay. Here's the, here's the challenge, right? So I, I can give you a textbook uh, uh, situation, how this should be invested, right? But, the, but your mom's 64, has no experience in, in outside investments, Right. And let's say you took a hundred, let's call it a hundred thousand. You just took a hundred thousand and said, mom, I want to, I want you to put this in this account here and we're going to put it nice and diversified and we're going to have these different investments. And, uh, six months later, the account's worth 90,000 or 85,000. Like, I don't know your mom. Well, obviously I don't know your mom at all. I don't know how she would react to that. If that would cause her to make other decisions with her finances, if that would give her a lot of heartache, those sort of things. So from yeah. a pure textbook <laughs> example, yeah, I would, one, one could argue at 64, having some of these dollars invested 
in an area that's going to outpace inflation would make some sense as opposed to just having it all in savings. But I don't know you and I don't know your mother. Mm-hmm. So how do you invest your money? Are you have any money in well, the stock um, market or any, do you have money anywhere other yeah. than the bank? You personally? Yes. What, what do yeah. you tell and, me about um, you? Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, 41 and I've been investing for one since I started basically working at 21. Um, and uh, I have um, IRA and some uh, just stocks that I'm buying on my own. And how, okay. how much money are your t- account balance total? Just pro- approximately. Couple hundred thousand. Uh, it's maybe about one eighty. And so, if we took a, th- so you've been through market cycles. You've been invested for twenty years. You started young. You've been through the ups and downs in the market. If we took forty thousand dollars of your mother's money and we put, well, yeah, let's let's say she keeps the fifty grand she already had in savings and took the entire proceeds after tax proceeds, yes. and bought. The total stock market where there's volatility up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down in that marketplace. And let's say the $80,000 she puts in turns into sixty next year. Would she liquidate it? Or would you, if you told her mom, don't worry about it, that's the way it's supposed to be, it will go up again, would she stick with yeah. that? So she's very conservative. And she doesn't like to take a risk. So if I told her what happened to me in 2008, where I lost about 50, but, but I've since then recuperated that and, and then some, um, she wouldn't feel comfortable. She'd get. Yeah. All right. That's why we're asking these Thank questions. You. Just keep it, keep it yeah. in the bank. Keep it in the bank. That's why we ask the questions. Yeah. Look, my mom. By U.S. Treasuries. Yeah, listen, my, my mother, who obviously we all love our mothers. Most of us, anyway. <laughs> Not we. It's a pretty broad statement. But um, my mom didn't understand it super well, but she, she knew I did, and she said it was complete trust. Well, you are in the business. That's fair, too. Um, and she, she would follow my lead. My, our fear is that your mother may not follow your well, lead. And also, here's the, you said yeah. her expenses are $1,500 a month, and she has two grand a month coming in income. So she yeah. doesn't need these dollars sure. to live off. Yeah. No. I'd put it in the bank. Yeah. I'd leave it in the bank. I'd leave it in the bank. I, I wouldn't mess with it. Because the worst thing you'd do is take this money, invest it. It goes down by 20%. She, she's like, I can't do this. And I if it, it goes out. up by 20%, then what? She's not going to change her lifestyle. Not going right. to change her lifestyle. Yeah. So just right. put it in the bank or, or buy one-year treasuries with it. And don't do anything more than that. All righty? Okay. You're a good son, so, Junior. So not even an IRA. Nope. Oh, she well, can't she put can. any money into an IRA. It's not earned income. So she can't. She doesn't have the same ah, a tax advantages that you do yeah. just because if of where the money could, sits. If she could, yes, that would say. But she, but she can't because she, it needs earned income. But no, anyway, you're a good son. Uh, thanks for looking out. He might not be. Well, it seems to be. Okay, uh, Junior, are you a good son? <laughs> they named him Junior I, for crying out loud. You try to be. I, yeah. I try to be, except, except on Fridays. <laughs> okay, we don't want to know. <laughs> That's when I get my paycheck and go to the bar with the guys. We don't want to know. <laughs> All right, thanks, Junior. It's always interesting managing a parent's portfolio. Like, one of the things we kind of joke sometimes about, like kids on um, Robin Hood or whatever, trading some stocks, and like having some experience and having some losses – Having time in the markets, going through various market cycles, those are extremely helpful as you move through life to when you get to the point when you've got some wealth accumulated and you want to have it invested properly. I think one of the more challenging things, someone who's maybe mid-50s that never really saved much and they win the lottery or win a large inheritance. But but what you want, you got to remember, is you're managing money for... The person that has the money, not for yourself, if you're a child or a financial advisor. I'm not managing the person's portfolio for me. I'm managing it for their needs, That's not right. my needs. Great article that speaks exactly to that before we go back to the calls. Exactly to that. This came out of the Wall Street Journal uh, March 27th. Technology stocks tumble for the fourth straight day in January. This 25-year-old U.S. military 
gentleman in the armed forces saw an opportunity to swing for the fences. I saw that. So he pours $15,000 into ProShares Ultra Pro Triple Q. What is the ProShares Ultra Pro? Was it like double uh, the, the cubes, the NASDAQ? It's the Ultra Pro. What's Ultra means? <laughs> triple the triple. daily return on the NASDAQ index. Triple. Triple. So what that means is they use um, they, they use options. a derivative product. Uh, in order to triple whatever uh, the NASDAQ will do in any one particular day or and or period of time. What's the downside to the triple the upside? More than triple the downside, because there's costs involved. There you go. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> so anyway. Wow. He's only going to hold it till he gets $50,000, and then he's going to... Uh, uh, what do he put in it? Uh, $15,000. Oh, no problem. So 20, he's, tri like, he's triple the cubes, so shouldn't be any length of time at all. He's gonna, no, I know. I wonder what the actual internal cost is. Not just the cost oh, of the they're ETF. Very, they're, they're very... The options themselves is... Oh, it's, it, very. So he, what you don't want to do is... is Look, he's 25. It's 15,000. I've had these same conversations with my young kids. My son, my oldest, was at one point in time... Calls me, he's like, Dad, I've been doing these penny stocks. I'm thinking about putting ten grand into it. All money he earned, by the way. He worked hard for it. And uh, all the way through college, he had jobs in high school. And I said, ah, perfect. Do it. And he said, well, what do you think about the investment? I said, well, I think the investment's terrible. I think the education will be great. <laughs> Sorry about your ten grand, son. <laughs> You'll never forget this one. You'll do a little what bit do more do? due diligence. He did not buy them. No. But the point being is, Junior calls, asks questions about mom's portfolio. We ask him how he's invested and then ask how his mom would react to market conditions. If you're managing someone else's portfolio, you have to do it from their viewpoint, not your own. And, and their needs. And their needs. And by the way, do not buy ultra <laughs> the Pro Shares Ultra Pro Triple Qs. Not if you want to keep your wealth. Correct. If you want to gamble, you want an experience, do this. <laughs> I'm sure it's done, done well the last couple of weeks as the tech stocks have rallied back up. Sure. But did, yeah, it did. It did. It did. It's not doing it. Yeah, remember, investments don't aren't doing anything. They did. They did. All right. Let's talk with John. John, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So I'm uh, 67, and in less than 10 years, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm 67, and in 10 years, I'll be 67, and I'm looking forward to augmenting my Social Security with a reverse mortgage. Okay. But uh, I live in a condo, and my HOA uh, contact says that uh, the owner-occupied versus rental ratio is dismal. Out of 290 units, there's only 20 of us living in that. Uh, living in the complex itself and okay. so i won't qualify for reverse mortgage if that makes sense no so i'm looking to wait, wait, I, so, I own, so, wait so so one yeah. second how old are you now 57 i'm uh i'm uh i'm 57 and in 10 years i'll be 60 okay okay and so, so uh so it, there may be some uh, uh underwriting qualifiers scott on these reverse mortgages that we're unaware of that if it's in a condo association and more than a greater percentage is actually a rental. Um, so I'm going to go with who told you that information that it wouldn't qualify. Uh, the HOA president, she said that banks do call for loans and uh, it's the, it has to be 50 over 50% owner occupied. And the complex was uh, before the, the bottom dropped out of the housing market in 2010 and investors. Okay. Up. All right, so what's your question? Yeah, for, I'm okay. not 100% sure that that, oh, that okay. person's accurate or not accurate. I don't yeah. know the answer. I don't know. I wouldn't surprise me if there was something like okay, that. Okay, so what, what's your question for us? Well, that would be good news. I was just going to say, should it turn out to be impossible um, to do that, how can I squeeze money? The, the condo's worth around 220 to 250 today. and uh, Go move to a different – sell money? it and move into a different uh, complex. Where, uh, uh, well, how much do you owe on this condo? It's it's sold. It's mine. It's it's completely sold. 
Oh, it, so, so it's there's I mean, there's you I, own nothing on the the condo. I own nothing, and um, I thought I was a good candidate for reverse mortgages because I don't have heirs. So, and how much money do you have uh, saved for retirement? None. I mow lawns, and this is it. I Got it. will have Social Security, and I will have. Uh, I I will just be. I'll have uh, equity in a home. And where do you? And so, where do you live, John? I live in Sacramento. Okay. So, what you and are you paying into Social Security? Yes. Okay. You here's what's probably going to happen. And do you have family that is is keeping you uh, where you're currently located? Like, why 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 are you in Sacramento today, and why will you be there ten years from now? Uh, it's just my, my property taxes are extremely low because I got the place for 30,000 in 2010. The neighborhood's fine. Moving is, I can move if I wanted to, but I, 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 a lot of the places people used to move to across the California borders are, are inflated. The prices or housing prices are inflated too. So I I have no idea what prices will go down or up. So you don't require for you you don't qualify for a reverse mortgage for five years. So I I, I appreciate the fact that you're thinking ahead. Um, But that's the underwriting guidelines at this time is. And by the way, I wouldn't rely on the HOA president for that information. If I was that interested, I would actually. But um, having said like. It's five years from now. Even then at 62, you'd be a little young, although you could technically qualify for a reverse mortgage assuming you could in your condo uh, it's awfully young to be taking a reverse mortgage i mean there's a lot of a lot of years ahead of you but he said 10 years um so y- y- you should tr- I, I know it's it's a struggle try to save some money towards retirement and at retirement if it may require you to actually buy another house and you can use a reverse mortgage for a new purchase but you want to um don't worry about it yet well, and you, I mean, you could contact a reverse mortgage company to get clarification but, but on that question. It's on the 10 HOA. years. It's five or 10 and years I, from now. I would strongly encourage you to to de- delay Social Security till age 70. It's yeah, but I wouldn't even. As much as possible. The, the underwriting guidelines on a reverse mortgage could be so much different five or 10 years from now. They could be. I would expect that they would be significantly different. Just based upon the uh, the markets and and how people want to move throughout California. So, anyway, appreciate the call. Let's I don't so, think we were a lot of help there. No. But let's go to Florida. Talk with Stanley. Stanley, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, about 15 years ago, my stepmother opened a account of several funds, stocks, bonds, fixed funds. Um, and when my and when she passed away, my father added my sister's name to that account. Okay. Um, my dad passed away in January, so now this this money is my sister's, and she would like to start cashing out some of these funds and start dispensing uh, some money to her four brothers. Okay. Uh, obviously, avoiding paying taxes is. Uh, priority um and wondering if you had any suggestions uh how sure. she could best do that well she didn't have to liquidate it she can just transfer the securities yeah how much money is there it's about two hundred fifty thousand. and so there's five uh, of several you- funds yeah several funds are not really doing great she does have a four percent fixed fund that she wants to keep okay for obviously so reasons. i don't know so, are, are any of them in annuities the 4% no. fixed one. No. So I don't know I don't, so. I don't know how the title was when your step when the when someone who I don't know how it was titled when the first person passed away. It was set up in a bypass trust cuz that could have an implication on a step up basis. Not sure what the base I'm not, we're not sure what the basis in this and then when your your sister is added did that was get that a step a, up was again. that a completed gift? It was a completed gift. She's added to it, so now half well, of the ass, added, half the yeah, assets became hers. Right, she was added to the account to to, uh, to kind of take care of my dad. Yeah. When did and, your uh, when was your sister added to the account? 
Uh, it would have been uh, probably 2012, 2013, soon after my stepmother passed away. Got it. So, so soon after there. So let's assume that the basis was the to step up in basis is most likely uh, when stepmom passed. 2013. Yeah, way. And then – so there's – so here's the – I won't tell you how to actually – distribute the money, but then you're going to have to go and do the research on how you're going to pay the taxes. You're going to need to do that first. Why? Well, just to figure out what the cost basis is here in this portfolio. I understand, but whether you transfer the assets first and then do it or transfer or do the math before or after, doesn't, it's irrelevant. If I were the trustee of this, there's no question I would do the legwork up, up front because once it's distributed, then you got all the kind of trying to figure it out. It's more complicated. The best way uh, to do this is to sit, get with an accountant, go through this, or an estate attorney, and and you, you're going to want to figure out the cost basis. And, and what that I would means say is first. is what the the tax liability will be owned. Then you take this 250 grand, and your sister gifts fifty thousand dollars each to the brothers, and then it's divided okay. by five that way. She keeps okay. fifty grand for we, herself. We, and distributes the rest. Uh, we, we understand that she can give fifteen thousand uh, each to each one of us without paying taxes. She can give up. She right? can give eleven million dollars without paying taxes. So it's it just. I mean, I, if she exceeds to us brothers not paying taxes. No, no, understand. But is, is your sister's? How much is your sister's net worth? Is it the multi millions of dollars? No, no. Yeah. Okay. Then, it, then it. So you can exceed that level. It just means it's a what's considered a taxable gift. But she's got $11 million of exemptions, write-offs, essentially, before it actually is a tax uh, on that. So she can gift easily this $250 um, to, the, to the brothers without any sort of gift or estate taxes due or any sort of downside based on the size of their estate. The tax that I would be more concerned about is what happens when these securities are sold um, it's a taxable gain to the to the brothers once they sell it, and someone needs to figure out what is called the cost basis on these assets are, in order to distribute the money and tell everyone, look, you sell fifty grand of this, you, you, you're you're going to owe ten grand in taxes. You're going to want to know that. You're going to want to know that <laughs> before you make plans for it. So anyway, I hope that was helpful, Stanley. Appreciate the call. Uh, we're out of time. It's always been a pleasure being with you, and hope everyone has a great rest of the weekend. We'll see you next week. This has been Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.